Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amory Score. I'm Jackson. I'm joined by Molly, as usual. Hi! I don't know what number this is. I have to check. This is 50! <laughs> Shit! Episode 50! <laughs> it's, it's episode 50! Episode 50! I forgot! <laughs> I forgot because it's been seven years, and, you know, after we finish this, it'll be seven years again. We make no promises of being back on schedule now. Absolutely not. <laughs> we we were like, yeah, we could probably do this about once a month, and then a plague happened, and now we're like, yeah, maybe not. We will do this. You'll be grateful. We will do this when we can. <laughs> and you'll be like, oh, sweet. It's, oh, a, new, it's a new Amory Wars episode. Amory Score episode. I love it when there's new Amory Score. Everyone does. You know what? People genuinely do. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah. This is... We're back for one day. One day right now. <laughs> one day. One chapter. One song. <laughs> one night only. One night only. Uh, Molly, how you been the last insert Microsoft Sam voice, however many months it's been? <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. We, um, I'm just, I'm just trying to play a lot of uh, video games uh, to uh-huh. fill my time. Yeah. Uh, because I can't go outside. Well, it really does be like that. <laughs> it really does be like that. I don't know. I have to. I still have to go to fucking work. I'm still taking the bus to work every day. And like, there's bus drivers who come into my work because you know everybody needs healthcare. Uh, and they're like, yo, y'all shouldn't be taking the bus. I'm like, okay, what's what's my option, bus driver? Why are you telling me I should... I know I shouldn't be on the bus. I have to go to work. You're going to, like, buy me a car? Yeah, you're going to buy me a car? You're going to pay for my car insurance? Asshole? Yep. Yeah, but uh, I play... I've been playing stuff for uh, Journal Updated. Um, I've played two Mass Effect games in the last three months or something, and it's been awful. <laughs> yes, I bet. It's not a good time. Uh, no. Well, we were talking about this like just before we started, because um, this is also very, 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 very bad science fiction that we're doing on this podcast. Uh, at least Mass Effect has like things happening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything. Anything. Anything happening every so often, and not just the same four lines about God repeated for four books like there's a regular there's a regular uh you know conveyor belt bringing you new genocides to be mad about on an on on, <laughs> on nice, a regular nice, basis <laughs> a regular basis every 20 percent of game you complete you are introduced to a new genocide to be mad about <laughs> that is the bioware promise <laughs> they will make sure you know i can't wait to get to dragon age and it's like the exact same shit Except it's fantasy now, so... Except it's fantasy genocide, so it's better. Uh, I fucking hate Bioware. They're so bad. They're so bad. I think it is one of the, like, funniest cons of video games in the last 20 years that Bioware have become the, like, these are the people that care about the, like, the the gays in the audience. These are the people who love stories, you know? They love stories, and they love dating, and they love gay sex. They love gay sex. And I'm like, they love none of those things. They don't. It's they're bad at all of them. <laughs> bad at all. I didn't know because I was straight when I played them, but now I know. <laughs> Ooh, look, it's uh I, I don't know. I who who the who the interest in Mass Effect that people care about these days? And everyone likes Thane, but that that's that's not that's for the that's for the straight. I don't know. If, for the I don't know if anybody likes Thane. I like Thane. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, no <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean being really into Shepherd Thane is for the straights. Yeah. Not, not like liking Thane as a character. He's fine. He's yeah. one of those. He is one of those. I did not mean to say that everyone who who likes Thane is straight. I'm not being erasing over here. I'm the only people who should feel embarrassed by Bioware. 
<laughs> taking psychic damage right now. Uh, fucking M already roasted my ass by calling him Green Butler and just told me to read Black Butler. I was like, no, I will not. <laughs> you should read Black Butler. Like, it, he really is. Not wrong. Not wrong about that one. Like, they're on the money. He is Green Butler. Oh, yeah, they're very smart. I'm sure that they're right. I just refuse to look at anything. I will not read a book. I read one book this year, and I don't need any more. You re- Wait, you only read the first one? No, I read all of them. I, I'm I read the I read the manifesto. That's my one book for the year. Now I'm much smarter than I was before. Smarter than before. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you read like nine thousand pages of uh, Brando. Sando I have Sando Sando. I have read three thousand like thirty six hundred pages of Brando Sando. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And my brother just linked me to the preview chapters they have up for the next book that's coming out in November. So I'm like, oh yeah. So what you're saying is uh, you will read for just only I Brando will Sando. continue reading, but I'm going to act like I don't. Okay. It's, I mean, this book, The Year of the Black Rainbow, can really take take it out of you. Yeah, I'm, I'm in denial after reading Year of the Black Rainbow. I'll never read again. Yeah, that's how it is. I've been, I've been reading as well. I have, well, I've been playing some video games, but mostly just for the, for the podcast or, or, you know, I, I started Kingdom Hearts again at the beginning of the month and went through all that, but that's, like, I don't have anything interesting and new. Um, you've overtaken me in Metroid. Oh yeah, I've already moved on to the second game. <laughs> I'm already. <laughs> I got uh, to play Metro Prime this Echoes. week. Yeah, uh, you're on Echoes, but you did you did helpfully test out the uh, dolphin situation. Like, oh, it's yeah, it's working pretty good. There. You know, you set it to compile shaders beforehand, and bam, bam, it's all it's all good to go. It looks great. Good Bloody game, smooth. Except for on the map, the map it, it woof. <laughs> oh, the map will fucked up for some reason. The map is a little fucked up. Mad. The map chugs. It's very funny that the map chugs and nothing else does. That's weird because I was playing the game and like finding a bunch of space pirates was fine. Everyone was blowing up. I died because I'm bad. I, di- I died in the escape at the <laughs> Jesus Jackson. I died in the escape. You know the big room in the first escape where there's like six, uh, three space pirates and the big exploding thing. I walked up to the exploding thing before it exploded. I forgot oh, that, yeah. that big thing explodes and causes. You got to be uh, careful about that staircase. I gotta go fast, but uh, yep. shouldn't have gone that fast. <sighs> yeah, you know it's tough out there to be a space to be a space bounty hunter. Uh, I'm googling Cody and Cambria because we didn't prepare for this podcast. I'm like, look, people have waited so long. We must have other content besides this thing. But I don't think there's been any news. Uh, uh, I don't think so. I've been keeping on my email. No new fresh emails from the Coheed Zone. Because um, last time they told us that, like, oh yeah, our drummer has a heart condition, but he's good. Uh, uh, I believe that was the last one of these we did. Uh, Claudia Sanchez says that the new Coheed and Cambria album is three quarters written and coincidentally may include the song called Hallelujah Quarantine. No, oh, Jesus Christ. Pop, 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 pop! <laughs> he don't miss! <laughs> he don't miss! <laughs> he don't miss! <laughs> you can't... Okay. Yeah? What? In I guess I don't know what's going on in um in Vaxis land in, in the world of Vaxis. Uh, I, I guess I don't have the lore on that one yet. Oh no! Um, wait, there's even there's actually better lore on this. Oh right. yeah, do tell. Okay, I've got. He says uh, I got maybe seventy five percent of worth of a record written. The concept is pretty much in luck. I've actually started talking with Chase Stone, who did the last album's art. Blah blah blah. All the novels, all of the bullshit that we have to deal with is being written in the same place. 
This upcoming album will follow the extent of lore which began with Vaxis. The sequel was set to begin with a new song written last September titled Hallelujah Quarantine, which discusses a criminal organization called the Liars Club who have an event called the Quarantine. But then fucking COVID happens. And he's like, can I, <laughs> can I still write? Can, can I still, I still write release? a song called Hallelujah Quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. It's almost like a coalition where the young come to party and to decide their fates, discuss regarding the project. Um, but this organization is really just taking these young kids to use as blood banks. What? What? It, what is up with the mm. lore of Vaxis? This just sounds like he's trying to do vampires poorly. You need, you need, you need Claudio's take on vampires. I don't. I really don't. I'm already good on my vampire takes. I still haven't even watched Castlevania season three. I should do that. But you know, could play Lords of Shadow. <laughs> could play Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Could do that. I hear it's very I good. I haven't played any Castlevanias. I've been meaning to. Uh, should I should play, play Castlevania. Should play one of the real Castlevanias. Don't just play Lords of Shadow. No, no, I, I'm. I need to. I need to find a Nintendo emulator and then play Castlevania. It's so fucking good. Castlevania Three, specifically, one of the best action games ever made. Stand by this. Uh, I believe you. I, I've heard you and M talking about it on on uh, on AM. So I've been like, mm, maybe I should. Maybe I should. I've been playing Metroid. Maybe I should play the Vania part. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> when you search Canadian Cambria and click news, the stuff yeah. that it brings up. Oh, Coheed and Cambria, Tool, Mastodon, and Primus members cover Rush's anthem in quarantine. No thank you! No thank I'm you! I'm, I'm good. good! I'm pretty fucking good. Um, what else we got? What else we have for Coheed News? It's really just this, I just keep scrolling. Oh yeah, they finally cancelled the Neverender No World for Tomorrow tour this fall, because, come on. How was that only a week ago? Yeah, that says one week ago right here. Jesus. Because, like, the one I was supposed to go to was in May. It's not, it's not happening. They'll do, do yeah, it later. Yeah, it's not. Sorry. It's fine. We'll do it a different... That album's not even that good, so don't even worry about it, guys. Just come <laughs> back when you're ready to do Afterman. Yeah, Afterman's the one anyone cares about. You can skip this. You can skip uh, Year of the Black Rainbow. You can skip Year the Black Rainbow, please. Please skip Year of the Black Rainbow, in, <laughs> in fact. In fact, I would feel great. I would feel fantastic if you skipped Year of the Black Rainbow. Year of the Black Rainbow is a decade old now. It's a decade. It was 2010. Oh, it's over a decade now since I saw Coheed and Cambria live. That's over a decade ago. That was in 2010 That's when wild. I did that. That's uh, wild. Was... Happy uh, happy 10th birthday, you're the Black Rainbow. You suck ass. <laughs> yeah. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's, there's nothing. There's no There's no news. There's nothing to update on. Um, there's just going to be a podcast, I guess. Yep. There's no Coheed news. It's, it's fine. Uh, do you want to talk about anything that you've been up to, Jackson? I've not really been up to I mean, I've been reading books that are better than this. I've got, like, into books recently, by which yeah. I mean I've read a bunch of books this month. I read, like, four books last month, which is good. I recommend it. Uh, I'm getting into the... Uh, well, I'm reading some books I can't talk... I refuse to talk about. Literally, just not tempting fate with that one. I'll tell everyone when I'm done. It's fair. Because <laughs> um, I know how these things go. Um, and uh, I've also been reading the, the uh, John Lacari books from... The, well, the, I started at the beginning, the ones from the 60s. Those are fun. Uh, love to read about how fucked up the British uh, MI6 is. Um, yeah. It's, 
because so he used to be in the mi6 so he's like kind of the enemy or i mean i, I right. think it was mi6 I, I don't know i don't actually know the specifics of the like the secret service duties he had um uh-huh. but he wrote these books and he's always like well i wasn't trying to like fire shots at how bad britain was and i'm like dude <laughs> that's what you did <laughs> that's what you did what you though. Did. that's fucking what you did though um in this book where they're like making deals with nazis like come on like bro <laughs> like bro like like for real bro like they made a deal with a nazi to like f- fucking uh, blow their own agent uh and that's one of the plots of one of the, his very famous books and it's like bro bro <laughs> no wonder everyone in the 60s was like damn bro um, <laughs> but no that's, that's a fun which has meant like after reading like a couple you know uh, the, the other books i've been reading have been very different but also very dry and uh, like politically minded uh, fiction. So it has been hard fucking whiplash picking up Year of the Black Rainbow oh, yeah. again. Um, and then it's like Ryan was so fucking uh, smart. He didn't even pee himself. Like that's one of didn't the first even, paragraphs. Didn't even take a piss. Didn't even go wee wee in his jumpsuit. <sighs> that's uh, really one of the first things they play in this chapter. <laughs> Um, but and it made me think, man, I should do a podcast about books that are good. But we have to finish this first, Molly. We have to finish this fucking thing. Even if it takes us seven years, even if we are—I I told you this—we are on the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series schedule now. Back when I was <laughs> in high school, and those videos were coming out like once every six months. That's us now for for Kohi. That's us. That's just what we do. Um, so let's do it. Let's get through this. Let us. Uh, let's go. Let's do this chapter. We are on chapter seven. Yes. Uh, let me tell you about Mayo Deftonwolf, the coolest, never been scared man in the world. <laughs> He's never, never once been scared. I've never been scared. And if you put that in the newspaper, I'll be very mad at you. <laughs> Don't put it in the newspaper that I was scared. Uh, I'm, I'm, um, getting, I'm getting it up on my on my browser because you can do that for ebooks. Chapter seven is called "Give Us the Monster." <laughs> Give us the monster. Yep, and it begins. Mayor Deftonwolf was not scared. Mayor Deftonwolf was never scared. The most extreme reaction he had ever had was to be disconcerted. He was at this point mildly disconcerted. <laughs> On the, the other hand, he fuck? was in a situation where other men would likely have wet themselves. So his reaction was reflective of his enormous level of self-possession. What the fuck does that mean, bro? Like, bro. So he's scared. Is what you're telling me. <laughs> He's scared, but like he's really fucking cool about it. He's really cool, but he is a little bit nervous. But it's fine. I, I, if you don't piss yourself, you're not scared. So, uh, as you can see here, uh, my pants are dry. Uh, now, if we remember, uh, the thing that happened last time uh, was the Black Rainbow showed up, and the price yes. had a bit of a pissing match about it. And they were like, "Fuck, y'all want to like, do something about this? I don't." They're like, what does this mean? Is this a sign from God? And they're like, Ugh. and then, you know, all the stuff happened there. Um, the other only thing that's happened in the plot is that Ryan took over all the mages, became the Supreme Tri-Mage, beat all the, like, won the Mage Wars, uh, and then Leonard Holmberger's uh, kid, his son, had gone to an Iraq war protest where the Iraq war had happened on top of him. On top of it, yeah. And uh, fucking died. Those are the only plot points. If you were thinking, oh, I don't remember. It's been so long. Those are the only three plot points that matters. That's um, it. That's it. Let's go. What happens in chapter seven? Um. Well, Ryan has a meeting with 
uh, with Mayo. Mayo comes up to his place. He's like, damn, it's cold up here, dog. Why it's so cold? Yep. Um, and then um, Mayo asks Ryan, hey, have you seen this fucking rainbow? <laughs> <laughs> then, as if he is, like, prevailing some, like, showing off his amazing big brain, it's like... I already knew you wanted to talk about the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's especially funny because this uh the scene like explicitly paints the roof of this building as a glass roof so he can see the sky where the <laughs> rainbow is. And then he's like, "Oh, yes, I knew you wished to speak of this." Ah, uh, so great are my powers of foresight that I knew you wished to speak of me on the only thing anyone's talking about. Um, I like the part where, um, Ryan is not smart. He's just following history, everybody. He's just smart enough that he's read backwards. Uh, he just checked the beginning of the book again and was like, what was foreshadowed here? Uh, and then he made all his plans accordingly. Yes. So the, the only thing, there's two seconds in the chapter. The first one is Mayo and uh, Ryan have a conversation about the rainbow. Uh, that's it. That's, there's, there's no more plot there. They literally just talk about the rainbow for half the chapter and kind of decide nothing other than, uh, well we should keep doing the thing we're doing. Um, well, Ryan's like, so you know this was God challenging me, right? And Mayo's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, is it was God challenging you. Do you want to do anything about it? And then Ryan says, no, not really. I think we're just going to chill. And then Mayo says, okay, cool, chill. He's like, I mean, if he's fucking God, he could just kill me. And he made a weird rainbow. So fuck that guy. He's a pussy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I think we've already won. <laughs> Scared boy, say what? <laughs> he literally does a, a to those who would object i say come kill me and then <laughs> nobody kills him nobody kills him uh he's fine but yeah so they have this conversation and he's like yeah you, you're thinking of you, you wanted to talk to me about the rainbow like, i knew i wanted to talk to you about the rainbow it's like and then he goes yeah oh i the way that the mage wars happened he, he everything had been foreseen you know i planned for every eventuality boy um, <laughs> it's basically what he fucking says here and then he kills Kyrie. um and then he kills Kyrie. <laughs> he fucking kills Kyrie. and he's like oh fuck. damn fuck how did that happen uh no uh <laughs> he it's like well you know he's the history thing he's like ah the the mages were all so predictable and because they've been alive for so long they all had their like one character trait uh so i just fucking owned them because i knew exactly what they were gonna do but i did not foresee the random rainbow in the sky and yeah, didn't see that one coming <laughs> and mayo doesn't reply well yeah dude <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Who would see that coming? Like, this thing, it does, it's not a real thing. Like, how would that, what is that, what? What are you talking like, about, I don't bro? really think that's a fault on your part. That's just, this one's kind of weird. He's like, this thing, because he plays it as like, he's, he's thought of everything, but he didn't think of this. Like, this completely fucking random thing happening. Yeah, no way. <laughs> Mark, no shit, dude. <laughs> Mark's failed to consider the Black Rainbow. <laughs> Mark's failed to consider the Black Rainbow. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a black rainbow, and they're both like, yeah, God threw the gauntlet, but his gauntlet's a rainbow, so I think I'm chill. It's all good. Yeah, for a while, they're like, it could have been the price, and they go, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, good one. The fuck do they know? <laughs> <laughs> they really do just do that for a bit. <laughs> they really yeah. do. Yeah, and it's like, great. Oh. Still love these two. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 
But then, like, in the middle of them having this, basically this jerk-off session, where they're, like, fucking about about how cool and how smart they are as villains, uh, they make sure to, like, remind you that uh, Mayo keeps leaking from, like, leaking pus from his face. Ryan's weird chin oh, Ryan, just yes. is dripping constantly, and Mayo's like, yeah, I'm used to it. But I'm not. That's fucked up. I, I am pretty much not used to that. I don't like yeah. that. It's not working for me. I don't like this. Claudio, stop it. Again, he just has not been able to write enough blood and guts in these last few chapters. He was like, what's fucking gr- what bodily fluid can I have come out of Ryan's face to make him gross? Puss? Puss? Puss. Uh, what? Uh... Here's the here's the quote here. So he's talking of God at this moment. It's like, were he of a mind, or more importantly, of the ability to hinder hinder us, then he would do more than put on a celestial light show. He would strike me down with a bolt of lightning from on high. He spread his arms wide, threw back his head, and called out in a challenging voice, "Do it! Do more than try to instill fear with your black rainbow. <laughs> all seeing, all knowing. Know this: if you wish to stop me, then do it now. A blast of energy that I even I could not withstand, or abolish me." In a vast of spontaneous combustion, I, Wilhelm Ryan, Supreme Trimage, cordially invite you to take your best shot. He waited. Nothing happened. He smiled as he did so. A stream of gel-like pus oozed from an earthworm-like vein below his left jawbone. Mayo had become accustomed to such things, and he took no notice of it. God. First of all, <laughs> when you're like... Uh, proclamation to god to kill you is about a paragraph long it's not cool anymore it's not cool anymore <laughs> like he goes on a while he's um he really wants him to do it he's like i really don't want to conquer the universe anymore man he just, it, if if god would do his job then he then ryan wouldn't have to it's amazing how just these books being badly written makes us all ryan stands yes absolutely <laughs> this guy god. rules because he rules. Problem, I sorry. So here's the problem with, and this will get we'll get into this later uh, with the the Hohenberger's part of this chapter. Uh, but this, this this book has lots of people musing on the like morality of God and does God intervene and you know like just standard spiritual anxieties in fiction. Uh, but it is in a series in which we know who God is. <laughs> right (laughs) and god is a shitty guy getting mad about his boyfriend so like they're asking these questions of like what does the caste system represent and how would god like ignore the violence being done to his structure but like still take note of it like why would he send symbols in this way because clearly he's god has like will and intent but not like empathy for human life so what does this mean and then the answer is he's just a fucking guy out of his mind trying to uh you know abuse he's just a shitty teen of his girlfriend he's just an asshole he's that's just what it comes asshole. down to uh i the the juxtaposition between like the good guys and the bad guys in this chapter is so weird because like the bad guys are like yes obviously god is real he's challenging me to a fight and i'm gonna fight him uh, which I respect, but and then the good guys are like, "Well, God's obviously not real, or else he would have taken care of Ryan." Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a weird, uh, like they come to the same conclusion in a way. Like they're both like, "Yeah, okay, God didn't do anything," but uh, Ryan must continue the plot of this book. <laughs> yeah, 
Ryan's just like bitch scared, and Pearl Hohenberger is like don't exist. I pretend I do not see it. I pretend I do not see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's the whole that's the Ryan Mayer section. They just kind that's, of yeah go haha we've planned it all but we didn't plan this anyway he can't do shit let's uh let's fucking go let's um, go let's go um and then we cut to the uh leonard hohenberger chapter which is i mean it's all part of one chapter but then they have a conversation about what the rainbow means and um uh pearl is taking it badly because uh you know she's a woman and uh <laughs> that's what she's they in do. her feelings about her kid she's in her feelings about her fucking kid dying she won't even fucking give me a blowjob. Come on! Come on! Come on! What is happening here? Ooh. My wife used to be hot. She used to walk around naked in her science coat and tease me, and now she only says things like, my son is dead. I can't feel anymore. <laughs> what is wrong with her? Ugh. Ugh. Really be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy so. what's going on this chapter. So All she does is sit in her greenhouse. <laughs> Ooh, it's just in a greenhouse making the lore for another book happen. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate dragonflies. Uh, yeah, so brief summary of the overview and then we'll get into specifics. So they have a bit of an argument and she uh, she's like pretty... Uh, she still blames him. She still blames Hamburger for like letting uh, letting him go to the Iraq war protest and son dying. Um, and they like debate the existence of God and yes. she's like... You're going to say this isn't God? And he's like, yes, I am. Fuck you. I don't care if it's a magic rainbow in the sky. Anything can happen. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm a scientist. I can't believe in God. I don't know about that, but okay. Yep. And then she's like, this proves that God exists, I guess, but where was God for my son? Where was that cosmic motherfucker when he's... <laughs> Honestly, same. Where was that cosmic motherfucker when my son's life was spilling out into the street? Cosmic motherfucker. Cosmic <laughs> motherfucker. So, Honestly, um, Pearl? Yeah, good for you. Get his ass. Yeah, get his ass. She keeps yelling all these things. <laughs> and he's... And, you know, uh, Lena's like, damn... This woman be crazy and runs away. Damn, this woman mad. So he runs away to where they buried his son. And there's like a brief line where he's like, he wasn't really allowed to bury his son here, but he's so rich and famous and powerful that he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And I'm like, hold on. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) This requires more investigation. If his like position in this world is one of like intense influence and power such that he can like bury his son on public land and no one gives a shit. Because it says that he's like... He's, like, invented things that are super important, and so people let him do whatever he wants, which changes his position in the, like, governmental struggle, but whatever, this book doesn't give a shit. It has Uh, not thought about that for a second. So then a price magically appears to him, and... um, And he's like, oh, fuck, I can't look at this. I'll die if I look at her. She's she's like, you dumb as shit, boy. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you dumb as shit, and he's like, your tits is really nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dan Nicky or Bobby. Dan Nicky or Bobby. He really is like that. He really is like that. Um, and then she's like, okay, you've been chosen. So you have to make uh, Cain and Cambria happen. Uh, and like, you need to invent, you need to like make some people to fight against Wilhelm Ryan. He's like, how am I going to like make people to fight against Wilhelm Ryan? He's the god of everything. And like, I can't just make a hundred i can't make a fucking army and she's like you only need three and he's like that sounds stupid and 
And she's like, well, shut up. And then touches his head. And then he's like, fuck! Now I have all the pathways in my mind have been re-scrambled. I had the ability within me all along. And I, I can't make it. these magic three warriors to stand up to Wilhelm Ryan. And then he runs in uh, back to Purr. He's like, stop it. I figured it out. <laughs> we can have we- <laughs> Stop it! Stop being mad at me. I, I, it's fine. It's all fine now. I'm, I'm gonna kill Wilhelm Ryan with fucking science. And she's like, "Okay, honey. <laughs> okay. I'm too, I'm too tired to argue with you right now." Yeah, sure you are. And that's the end of the chapter. <laughs> yes, so, it's, uh, it's delightful. So let's get, let's get back to the, to the start. That's the whole. Um, uh, the argument between Pearl and Leonard is completely batshit. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> They have never, they, I don't know. So this is happening uh, constantly between these two. All they do now is fight. Yes. Uh, so they really have to amp it up now. Um, he, uh, Leonard Hohenberger, God believer, uh, is like, listen, listen, the world is arranged like we're playing fucking pool with these planets. That can't, God has to be real. And Pearl's like, you dumb motherfucker, you dumb as shit. Like, yeah, so that's completely ridiculous because, like, they always have to position Pearl as the instigator of being weird. And Leonard's always in this, like, protective position where he's like, oh, now she's talking at least. At least she can now talk to me about philosophy. Maybe this, maybe she's getting better. And then she does the thing that he wants her to do right which is like engage with him about ideas and then every time she does that he gets really mad at her yes because <laughs> she's like because he's like oh she's so th- she's so fucked up she never talks to me you know we don't have sex anymore how am i meant to function under these conditions and then it's just then she says she sees the room like it's ryan's doing and then he goes, he was relieved she seemed willing to engage in a discussion that was of a scientific or even philosophical bent. <laughs> Like this asshole. fucking condescending asshole over here. Yeah, piece and of then, shit. This conversation goes, and then uh, by the end of it, where's the quote I was looking for? She starts yelling, like, there's no God, there can't be a God, because even if it like makes sense he exists, he hasn't like done any, anything to help, and you didn't do anything. You're, she says, like, hey, you are. You are not the intelligent man I thought you were, and you are no different than those powerless assholes who did nothing to stop Wilhelm Ryan. Um... And, uh, and she's, she's like, right. She's right. <laughs> and she's Clearly. crying. She yeah. like bats his arm away when he's like, "Ah, oh, babe." Oh, <laughs> uh, he's like, "Hey, do you want me to get you some water? Leave me the fuck alone." I'm mad at you. I'm allowed to be mad at you, you asshole. Is what she's like. Um, and uh, so after so after she has this emotional reaction, which is like the thing he was literally looking for the whole time. Here's what he said. He needed to get out. He needed to get away from his home, his lab, the greenhouse, and this this clearly insane creature who had taken up residence in his wife's body. He needed to regain control over something, anything at this point. What? Dude! She, she used to be so rational and sane, and now she has emotions? You were the one who was like, oh, she's not saying anything. I wish she'd open up. And she opens up, she's like, fuck, fuck, the woman has, emo- the woman has emotions. She's, 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 she's dealing with shit. I've got to leave. I've got to leave right now. <laughs> I've got to go. I, I, gotta I can't do this. I've never talked about feelings before. <laughs> it's also a funny bit right at the start where they talk about, like, the way that the news propaganda works. 
And it's yeah. a hilarious understanding of how, you know, because this whole thing, this entire story is like a fight against dictatorship as understood by a child. Like, <laughs> no one knows what, like, political dictatorship or power actually looks like. It's like, ah, oh, he killed everyone to take power, but then all of the TV station was like, jubilation at Wilhelm Ryan. And I'm like, you've done nothing to, like, establish that Ryan is possibly part of some, like, reactionary force, right? Like, Right. And there's no reason he couldn't be, like, Ryan could be spearheading a movement of people who are like, obviously there's no God, look at the world. And that yes. could be, like, the, like, it makes sense. That would be the actual conflict in a book! It's three pages long! <laughs> a book with a plot! But yes. instead, there's none of that. It's just, oh, the propaganda is there, but the people, the people know, but they don't have the strength to do anything about it. Someone's got to have the strength to do something about it. And I'm like, this is just the plot of the Proto-Men! And I hate the <laughs> fucking Proto-Men! <laughs> so, you can't fucking write the plot of the Proto-Men! Stop doing that! Well, to be fair, he is another musician. <laughs> I guess they both like think that the only people who invented stories were Rush, so... Same genre, same genre. Yep. Same genre. Concept albums. Yep. Concept uh, albums is the same. <laughs> so he goes and he, go- he goes to this like his son's grave. Uh, yeah, has that bit where they're like, uh, yeah, I could borrow- I buried him anyway. No one's going to stop me. I'm super powerful and cool. And I was like, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you... Are in such a position where you have invented how to save people's lives in 20,000 different ways and you have zero political pull, my guy. It makes him seem even more cowardly because right, this paragraph comes literally right after he runs away from Pearl going, why didn't you do anything? And then the next paragraph is like, okay, it's where Lennon and Pearl had raided their son's arrest. I'd lay this under us. Typically, this was not something that local officials would have approved of, but there was so much going on in the world that it wasn't the sort of thing they had time to worry about. Besides, Hohenberger certainly had enough, as he liked to call them, high friends in low places. His reputation as a scientist was formidable enough, and the money he had made from various medical breakthroughs, which were now in common uses throughout Heaven's Fence, had earned him both money and the right to be left of his own devices wherever possible. So, he's like, he's super fucking famous, and he invented, like, the cure for, I don't know, you know, a bunch of diseases. So, like... She's right to be mad at you for doing nothing. You're like a fucking guy people listen to. Um, this he's Ben Carson, basically. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking Ben Carson. <laughs> God <He's>... damn it! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. Um, and then he has a religious experience with a prize. And he's like, ma'am, I can't look at you. You're a pussy out. And she's like, uh... <laughs> and she's like, uh... Oh, I thought you were a scientist. You would you would believe others <laughs> before you take a look yourself? Uh, and he's like, I, I guess I will uncover my eyes and hopefully you don't kill me. Is my face that terrifying a thing to behold that you're going to die as a result? Which is like a fucking hell. These these are like canonically right. Like the price are canonically beautiful. Like yes. in not even in the books, like in the universe, that they are angels. They are, and so the idea that they, even the price would be like, what you don't think I'm hot? Is <laughs> like, bro, bro, what is wrong with you? You made the books. You made the the blue ladies all wives. You know, you made them all hot wives who fucking protect the world. Why are you having them say this out loud? Why are they insecure about it? <laughs> what? You don't? You didn't think I'm hot, bro? 
you know and she's like yeah no you're hot as hell uh I can't can't look while that pussy out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just embarrassed, okay? Just embarrassed. And then yeah, then she's like, You have been chosen, Leonard Hernberger. Um and then she basically walks through the worst plan ever. Yes. Like, well, she- listen, you gotta you gotta make some people. Uh and he's like, Make people? Pardon? Excuse me? Uh, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need that many. Just like three. Uh, and then you can just give them superpowers. And he's like, this sounds fucking stupid. Uh, and she says, yes, it is. But it's our only option. So uh, this is this is Ambolina, right? Um, I don't know. I believe so. Uh, because she but... specifically like he's like, what's your name? And she's like, uh, no. Yeah, she says, with all respect, miss, do you have a name? And she says, yes, but it is not for you to speak. And then he says, all right, Miss Price. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you give me your name, I could DM you. <laughs> it's so funny that they, like, go, like, they lean really into, like, the look at how fucking unknowable and yet horny these, like, price doms are in that first line, which is dumb, but fine or whatever. But they can't, but they're bad writers, so they can't help but, like, all right, Miss Price, and be like kind of cute about it. It's like that's not funny. Yeah, no. What are you doing here? It's not working. It's, it, yeah, <laughs> it's not working. I go to Len Hoberger. <laughs> I go to Len Hoberger, and every time I go, he is not working. <laughs> Stop. And every time I go, to, and this is every time I go, Len Hoberger, he's, he's not just working. sitting in the forest, <laughs> and he's not working. <laughs> Um, uh, and then she touches him on the head, and he's like, "Oh, I can work, actually. Thank you." Because he's like, "This is impossible. This makes no sense. How am I meant to know that I have any of the ability to do this?" And she like touches his head, and is like, "Now you know." Uh, by but by the way, it was inside you all along. And I'm like, "How do I know that? This is a book. Like, you wrote yeah. the book. You have to convince. If the moral right is that this isn't a divine gift, but was inside him, like was like human ability, right?" why yes. did the only way i found out about it was an alien giving it to him so that that is just him you know what are you doing here that's the same thing i don't understand the thing i don't understand the most is if you're going to do it like this if you're going to have him come up with this why has he not thought about for a second any of this shit like you would think that he would have some kind of like uh desire to do something uh but come up with like fuck i just can't i can't figure it out uh, and then, uh, and then you know, he starts he explaining it out loud. Yes, and he starts explaining it out loud, like directly. And okay, tell me how long it takes for your brain to numb. Uh, he wasn't bothering to look at her. He was too absorbed with the concepts thundering through him. It's all in the TP523. The synthetic 23 amino acid peptide to develop for fracture healing. I can use the TP523 to modulate expression levels of proteins that are primarily involved with the functional category. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> yes, obviously I can grow more skin. If I just keep growing skin, they'll be invincible. The thing is, like, at no point before this had, like, it wasn't like a Star Trek episode where they had built some kind of technobabble framework at the start to hang the plot on. This comes out of nowhere. Like, they right, do that's the, what I mean. They do the Deus Ex Machina, literally, the god gives him the power before he starts talking in science specifics. So it's like, why do the science specifics at all if it's not, like, if you're not using it for realism, it's just fucking nonsense words. Yeah, like, just just don't have him do all the science bullshit. Just have him go build some people and don't talk about it. It's fine. 
Just just let him use the divine knowledge without having it be inside him the whole time. Yep. Or even like, I don't know, uh, here's, I'm going to rewrite this in my head. What if the price inceptions him, right? Or if it's Ambelina inceptioning him against the will of the other price, so she can't act openly, so she inceptions this guy to make this thing, but he doesn't realize he's being influenced by the price, and that's like a conflict later. Sure. That sounds way better. That's not, like, amazing or anything, but it's a story. <laughs> yeah, but it's a story. It's better than this. It's fucking better than this. Because um, for now, I'm like, wait, is Ambelina going again? Like, like why... Is she acting against the wishes of the other price? We're like, ah, eh, eh, we're not going to do anything. We're fine. It's fine. Well, because I think the thing is, um, even though I think in the last prize chapter, they were like, okay, well, we could talk to exactly one person. There's exactly one person who can help us with this. When in actuality, they should just be like, you know, we have swords in the back. Like we could probably just take go take care of this one. Before he, but instead they wait till he builds a magic robot that can kill all of them to do that. Yes. Fucking stupid. I hate this book. I hate this book so bad. We're at the end of this chapter. Um, I guess we have a song. Oh right, we do, huh? <laughs> yeah, we do. Technically, have a song to talk about. Not gonna talk about it for very long. Um, no, but because this song is quote unquote fine. It's fine. It is, it's fine. <laughs> It's fucking fine. Uh, song's called This Shattered Symphony. Hit it. The songs for this just something about this album. I don't like the production at all. Yeah, I you know like two albums before this. I think this song could have could have been fucking good. Yeah, no, if this was like on Good Apollo. That's the problem with this album is there's something here. There's something here, but they just they're not bringing it out. I don't know what it is. I I really think a lot of it is the overbearing industrial production they put on everything. Um, yeah. Like, imagine this played with, like, guitars that sound normal in on Good Flow uh, right. 1. Um, yeah, that might, that might probably fucking slap. It'd be much better. Um, and uh, next week we come to, like, an, another song that's, like, pretty good but still weird from the production standpoint. And I understand yeah, I was listening to I was like, you know, this is pretty good. I don't know. But it's also, like, they get really insecure uh, because they, don't, they just don't want to just make Favor House forever or whatever. And yeah. so they get into this like experimental period, but the songwriting's not like different enough for the like it's not like they're writing experimental songs. They're just kind of putting layers of production on top of Coheed songs because yes, they're not like you know that experimental or varied a band. They don't have they don't have amazing range in the songwriting. So it just comes down to just some of the albums are sound weirder than the others, but the core are based pretty similar. Yes, absolutely. It's it's all about. Uh, it's all the same shit. Uh, then they were just like, hey, uh, Mr. Ross, could you change this? And he's like, yeah, sure. I got some yeah. synth loops for you. Yeah, here you go. And then they're like, well, we made this, so I guess we should put it out. <laughs> yep. We um, got 12 songs. I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah, it just it's such a weird album. I, I remember being there at the time. My, fir- my first Coheed album. 
it's, it's just such a weird thing that this was their big prequel album. Yes, it's like, yo, come on. Um, I, I think this is which this is um this is the Shattered Symphony. I tried to really like this song, uh, when it came out because I think it's a lot better than some of the other ones on the album. Yes. Uh, I remember like trying to really like this song and really trying to like um when skeletons live. Oh, when skeletons live inside when your skeletons closet. Live inside your closet, dude. Scary. Whoa! I hate it when Whoa. I open the closet and there's a skeleton in there. Whoa! <laughs> Fuck. Who put the skeleton in here? I wonder what that's going to be a reference to inside um, inside this uh, book. Who's got the yeah. skeleton in their closet? Hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. People are pretty openly evil or not. So I don't it's know just, who... It's just going to be Leonard. Oh, uh, bro, I put the virus in them. Sorry. Bro, I put the virus in there. Oopsie. Oopsie. Oopsie doopsie. I made and then them... Ryan... And then Ryan goes, should have told me that. <laughs> Man, the plot of Cody okay. Cambria is dumb. <laughs> it's so stupid. Leonard Hohenberger. I know we've talked about how Coheed is the dumbest man who's ever lived, but it's actually Leonard Hohenberger. He's even stupider than Coheed because he made Coheed and then made him stupid. He made Coheed made him stupid and they like made this weird virus plan that needs 7,000 things to work, but also goes wrong, but not... But like, also is very easily, like, mutatable into something bad. Right. And then creates, like, another chosen one that's, a di- like, that's more, like, more divine, like, nothing to do with his work, uh, somehow. It's just fucking weird. Um, <sighs> I guess Josephine is him just being like, well, I want a baby, but I can't fuck my wife because she won't fuck me. She so- will not do that with me. Absolutely Anymore. refuses. So Why? I guess I'll just make a baby. Why? I'm gonna make <laughs> a baby. This entire thing is like a Nathan for you episode where he's like, "All right, here's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> we make three uh, artificial humans uh, called the Knowledge of the Beast and Inferno, uh, who will be like Black Ops super soldiers to fight Wilhelm Ryan. Uh, these are a secret vector uh, for a disease uh, called the Monster Virus, but I'll put the cure for the Monster Virus in their baby that I have made because my wife won't fuck me." <laughs> <laughs> And then somebody on the side goes, wait, why are we making a virus? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you had me with making people, but now I'm just a little confused. I'm excited to see how that all uh, resolves later in the book. Because I'm like, I know this has to happen, but it's so stupid that even seeing how bad this book has been, I can't even picture how much, like how weird that's going to be when it comes up. <laughs> Mayo Deptin Wolf comes to his door and he says, your wife will die unless you put the virus in there. <laughs> He's like, okay, I believe you. Okay, I believe you. Uh, I mean- actually, 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 I think that is the actual plot. I think I think they do kidnap his wife and say, put the virus in. Wait, really? Is that, is that going to happen? Is Pearl yes. going to get kidnapped at some point? Yes, oh, Pearl is getting kidnapped. Yeah, look out. Oh, watch, be on the watch. Be on Pearl kidnapped watch. <laughs> Pearl kidnapped watch. I hate it when my wife refuses to have sex with me and then gets kidnapped. Where is Pearl.com? I hate it when books are metaphors for going on tour. <laughs> I hate it. He's just oh, he's just always on tour. Every single one of the plots is about this on some level. <laughs> it's so wild. Come on, bud. Vax's one is just like, what if my what if my wife was on tour with me? 
what if, what if she died while we were on tour? What if that we were all like, instead of going on tour, what if we got a boat? Hmm. <laughs> And then we all went on the boat together because then she can't cheat on me while I'm on tour. While and, we're um, on tour. Has anyone ever cheated? Has anyone actually ever cheated on Claudia while he's on tour? Like, I have no idea. Is that, like, is, uh, probably not, is my guess. Probably um, not. I mean, like, if she. Because uh, I think they were dating by the time the second album came out. Yes. Or, like, they had met each other at the very least. So there's not much time for people to have cheated at, on him while he was on tour, because I can't imagine they were touring for second stage. Um, they were, like, doing, like, small tours in America. But right, yeah. that's, but like, small, yeah. Not I guess he could have got cheated on, I guess. I, I, but I, I mean, I don't care. I don't, like, think that it changes, you know. It's just very funny, the, like, intensity of this anxiety that runs throughout the works, right? It's, like, all about yes. this stuff, but... Uh, as like a worry, it's not. It's not like a. It's not why it's not relationships particularly fall apart. rational. It's not why relationships fall apart. If your relationship's going to fall apart, it's going to be because something really like something. Are you worried about your own shit, Claudio? Right. People cheat because they're not satisfied. It's not because they're just cheaters. It's because there's something going wrong. Usually, well, she's not satisfied because I'm on tour. If I was there, right. I am on great. tour. I don't want to. But then, <laughs> if, but then all the, if I was at home giving her the dick, she would not be cheating on but me. Then all, but then all the songs about not being on tour are about how when I'm there, she has to cure my violence or whatever. So you know, I'm yeah. not gonna think about. I'm not gonna think about it too much. As we said, uh, the 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 gender politics of Cody and Cambria are pretty fucked. <laughs> Fairly nightmarish. It's not good. Um, not exactly uh, a great time. I guess I should read some lyrics from the song that we didn't talk about. Right. Yes. Uh, it, <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to say about this Shattered Symphony. I'm sorry, everyone. It is a very average kind of mid-tempo song. I like the chorus well enough. Yeah, um, pretty good it's chorus. Fine. It's fine. It's the most just like rote we made a song. Extremely like, album track. You've been going for a decade now, have have you not, lads? And they're like, yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. Oh, please enjoy this last album with Mike. He's about to go do some things and get arrested. Oh. Rip, rip, Mike. Rip, rip Mike. Shout out. <laughs> I don't think he's dead. No, he's not dead. Well, he just—he also had cancer, so like that was. Oh, like did he really? Yeah, he sold ah, all his shit. shit because yeah, no, I know. I had to like. Fuck. I knew you didn't know. I didn't I had know. To cover, I had to cover that. <laughs> that yes, no, it gets real sad because he like he gets kicked out of the band, you know, for trying to well for pretending to try to blow up a drugstore and then driving to the gig like a moron. Yeah, uh, worst criminal ever. But is then selling his COVID shit to pay for his cancer treatment because America's awful, uh, bad all round. I didn't know about the cancer treatment. I just knew about that he robbed a Walgreens. He robbed a Walgreens by doing the like Pulp Fiction idea, but even dumber. Oh, buddy. Um, damn, well, it's sad now. Damn, it's sad. Time to read the lyrics to this happy, happy song. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm giving up the one I love. I'll conduct the great disaster to scar my skin to own this hurt. They offered their hearts and we tore them apart. They offered their blood and we left them so parched. I don't know if I can give you anything you want. Go on and give me a gun. Never mind what I've done. They left me no choice. Oh, they left me no choice. Go on and give me the gun. Let me blow them open. It's out of my reach. Never mind what they think about me. Um, what is this song about? <laughs> I've got... Uh, so, there's an annotation here that explains what's happening here, oh, but it's just spoilers you, for the rest of the book. <laughs> oh, man! Um, All right, I guess we'll wait. I guess we'll bring us up later. Man, the rest of this book sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leonard fucking 
This, uh, all, yeah. this whole thing is all the specifics with this kidnapping thing that's going to happen. That sounds yeah. real stupid. Holy shit. God Happy damn. Prime's haunted. Happy Prime's haunted. <laughs> I like that the capital of Appity Prime is Appity Central. I just want to mention that <laughs> fucking throwaway line. Appity Central, the capital of Appity Prime. As we all know. Yeah. I love world building. I do. It's fucking good. <laughs> lore. Lore, everyone. I love the, the infinite possibilities of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Molly, where can we find you on the uh, internet? You can find me on Twitter at uh, your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com, where uh, we are currently watching The Prisoner for Totally Reprise. Um, so you can check that out. It's a great show, uh, both the podcast and the show. Um, Idle on Playtest is a thing I'm working on very actively. I wrote a tabletop game with Luke, and now we are playtesting. It's been a great time. So definitely check that out. Uh, and you could go to abnormalmapping.com where I host Journal Updated along with my partner Nora. Uh, we have been uh, focusing on games that are about choice design, narrative agency. Um, so if you want to listen to us talk about games that uh, involve a lot of that, um, please uh, please visit there. Um, you can find us over on abnormalmapping.com. Yeah, you can find me at headfullsoff on twitter.com and you can find the podcast I do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a bunch of cool ones over there. Uh, Adnoor Mapping is a game club, which is good. And uh, we just did an episode in Super Mario RPG, and we're going to do an episode of Metroid Prime pretty soon. Um, you can support us at patreon.com slash Mapping, where for $1 a month you can get access to The Great Gundam Project, which is a cool podcast uh, that I assume a lot of people here listen to. Um, but it's good. I, it's you good. Should, you should try it. Yeah, Gundam. Yeah. Gundam. Gundam. We're done. Molly, we're done. Uh... I can't wait for the rest of this awful book. This this kidnapping stuff seems so bad. Oh god. Goodbye, I'm Molly. I'm so excited now. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.